0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY. Keep JOY on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Fender Bender on JOY 94.9, revving up the weekends with news and views on all things motoring. Yes, welcome once again to another edition of Fender Bender on Joy 94.9. This is Joy's very own motoring program. My name is Tim Nicholson. I am super excited to have your company on this glorious Saturday afternoon in Melbourne, wherever you are, in Australia or around the world. We hope you are listening and you are having a fabulous afternoon. Uh, We've got heaps coming up. Uh, Massive thanks as always to Luke and the gang for Critical Hit. They'll be back next week so make sure you are tuning in at the same time. Uh, But we are now switching to motoring gears, which is manual or automatic, whatever you want to do, guys. Uh, We've got heaps coming up. We're going to be uh, speaking to the lovely James Cockington, the author of Turning Japanese, 50 Years of Japanese Motoring in Australia, which is a really interesting book about exactly what I just said. Um, So we're going to be looking at that. And we also today, ladies and gentlemen, kick off the Fender Bender Raddest Car of the Year awards season. It's a very brief season. It's only two weeks, uh, but we are going to be looking at our favourites from the last 12 months, and I have some incredible Australian talent right here with me in the studio. Where? I it's know. Huge where? intro. I'm just looking in a mirror. <laughs> um, no, I have the lovely Byron Matthew Darkett's. Hello, Byron. Hello, it's Maureen Glory here. Maureen Glory yes. is here with us, and Matty Brogan. Hello, Matt. Hello. Struggling to think of a drag name. Sorry, Timmy. We will come up with one at some point. <laughs> but we, while we're
2: talking yeah. about drag I just want to say hello to our newest drag member out there who's listening,
1: uh, Nicole Slaw Kidman. I, I I love that. Nicole I love Sloan that. Kidman, hello there. That is up there with Venetia Blind, no. which I also really like. I do have to address one thing, though, uh, and that is, Byron, there's, uh, there's a growth in the room. I'm oh, sorry. The, um, two to three weeks, it'll be gone. I promise. Really? So we have a handlebar master. Moustache? Mas- <laughs> ma- Moustache. I'm making up words. Moustache. Moustache. Is this in order of a no. charity?
2: No. No, no, no. Sorry, oh. charity. Look, support. Please yep. support Men's Prostate. Checks and cancel, whatever it is that, um, or whoever, <laughs> whatever it is that, uh, Movember uh, supports. Yes. It's a great course. We love prostate. Uh, yes, we, yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, this goes beyond, uh, Movember. I just, I was on holidays fairly recently and I thought I'd grow one and I noticed that my beautiful husband does not mind and there not you a, go. Not, not, a, not a lot of people. So, yeah, there
1: you go. Any, look,
2: way. folks, anything that
1: covers my face is probably a good Oh,
0: now that's not true.
1: That's so, not true. Yes. So you've got that, Matty broken you've got a bit of scruff as well oh, i've always got a bit of scruff yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. it's laziness to me
1: <laughs> that's, <how laughs> that's all happened. it is that's how my beard <laughs> happened years ago i went on holidays i literally couldn't be bothered shaving and here we are yeah you know so yes. anyway we're not a facial hair show we could be and i would be happy with that yeah, yeah. um but we are here to talk about cars ladies and gentlemen we've got uh, a big show coming up uh later on we are going to talk about our favorite cars for the year um Every year, of course, since we've been on air, I think it's four years now, Fenderbender has had the Fenderbender Raddest Car of the Year's Award, which is arguably the most exclusive uh, car award in the country. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, past VIP winners only. Hmm? VIP only. VIP only. We've had some fabulous past winners. Ford Focus was the first winner, but we didn't really ha- uh, harness the Raddest, the word Raddest there. It was a great mm. car. Mm. Was it Raddest? Well, then we had Toyota 86 and Subaru BRZ, Ford Fiesta ST, and then last year was the BMW. So, these are rad cars. You know, they're a bit out there, a bit, you know, it's not just like a what's the best car, it's what's rad.
2: Yeah, we're not talking warflowers. automotive
1: warflowers here. So, I'm afraid the Ford Focus probably won't win this year. <laughs> a good car, but. It, it is a very yeah, good car, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying that. So, anyway, lots coming up, but we're going to get right into some news straight away. Um, really quickly, guys, Volkswagen have found a fix, so everything's fine now with Volkswagen. Yay!
3: Yay! Yeah, you can run out there and
1: buy the UPS and. Po- oh, I well, can't buy an UPS, unfortunately, but you can uh, buy your Polos and
2: your Passats and your Golfs knowing that. You know, no defeat do- devices have been
1: fitted to these yeah. cars. Yeah,
0: because well, yeah, if I have to see dieselgate written somewhere uh-oh. once more seriously, can we
1: please <laughs> stop putting
0: gate after stuff? I agree. I, yeah. I,
1: you know what? I resisted it at my work for some time and then it just started. And it's, you can't <laughs> yeah. avoid it and yeah. it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I did read something this morning about uh, the one litre engine from the up going in the Gulf and somebody reviewed it overseas and apparently it's fabulous. Oh, my, it was my great in the up. Well, well, yeah. Well,
2: I just drove an Audi A1 with a that engine plus a turbo and it is fabulon. Seriously, wow. it, it it just takes all creases out just like, you know, <laughs> like a fabulon would. It is amazeballs. amazing balls. It just it totally. I um I can imagine that that Car, uh, that engine in that car would just turn a, well, you know, the 2013 Wheels Car of the Year winner into something amazing. So, even more amazing. So, there you go. But, but, Tim, what is this fix? I'm absolutely not sure. I'm not going to lie to you. We were talk- Maddie and I were
1: talking about this earlier. It's like, do we know much about this? Well, we've well, been busy.
2: Well, Look, that's because I yeah. haven't really gone into much detail. No. So, you know, we're not. it's not that Tim hasn't done his homework or nor has Maddie, or nor have I, but all- it's just the- they had a deadline to meet yeah. um, as to what the basic fix will be, mm. and they basically said one engine will need software yeah. updates and one will need a hardware fix. So I believe the two-litre TDI, which is the-, the majority of engines in yeah. Australia will require a physical part to be fitted to that car.
0: Yeah, which I think straightens the airflow into yeah. yeah. Cool. Sorry, yeah. no no, the other the way around. The other way, yeah. way around. So the 1. 1, 1.6. Six, yeah. So so
2: <laughs> they sold about 1.6 cars with the yeah. 1.6 engine yeah. in Australia. So if you drive a Polo TDI or a Golf 6 TDI the 1.6 on the two-liter that will need a physical like an yep. air filtery thing fitted to it. It's not an air filter at all, but it looks like an air filter. Yep. Well, it does when I glanced uh,
1: away from that normal website. It sort of look looked at. like a cheese grater a little, yeah. bit. A little yeah. bit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 like yeah. a fancy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the two-liter only needs a software update, yeah. is my understanding. That's and right. It just needs a zap. Yeah. Zap. And it's great because they're all going, oh, yep, yeah, you know, this is fabulous. We've got this fix now, but it's not going to, you know, I mean, people are still going to be annoyed and um, there's questions over whether people are gonna, would buy this car second-hand or third-hand or whatever it is. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not, not the, all, yeah. the, the all, you know, encompassing fix, of course, but no, at least no. it's a step. Yeah. So. And, and
0: not to mention the slight yeah. loss of face.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a tiny yeah, just so, a tiny That's thing, right. So, so Volkswagen is still in a Das
2: Hundehaus, the dog mm. house, the doghouse. Yeah. Uh, so you're not getting out that easily no. i'm sure the uh but we also should appreciate the fact that the company is working extremely hard to rectify a massive fail yeah. so yeah, I think so yeah. too.
1: Um, uh, Moving right along, we do speak about that stuff a lot And I don't know, people are probably over it now (laughs) Let's be honest Um, uh, Moving on to something slightly more sexy Well, I think it's sexy I don't know if you guys do Uh, uh, Last week, Guangzhou Motor Show Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it Uh, What motor show was that, Tim? Guangzhou? Guangzhou? The Guangzhou Motor Show (laughs) in in China Yeah, let's call it that Um, (laughs) Interesting, usually, you know, like domestic market Mm -hmm. Chinese kind of stuff But BMW showed a compact Sedan concept, which kind of points to a possible one series yeah. sedan. Um, I think it's a real looker. I've been a bit disappointed with BMW design of late and I think it's a bit sexy on the bottom and yeah. I am a bottom man.
0: Look, let's <laughs> let's look at, you know, C L A and A three sedan, like well the A3s
1: alright. Oh, I
0: like them. No, A3. I love them. Yeah. Like, don't oh, right, get me wrong. Right, right. Yeah. I, and they seem to be quite popular. There's quite a few on the road. So look cash in, go yeah. for the
2: old. You know what I, Well, it's based as you know on the UK L1 platform which yeah. underpins the Mini and the BMW 2 Series Active Tour, as well as the new X1. However, I think what they've done really cleverly is that they've taken the old 1 Series coupe shape and kind of funked it up with a couple of doors and a little uh. bubble butt in the back to make it... And we
1: love that, and we all love yeah. that. Just
2: to make it, like, just give it that kind of, yeah. you know, that kind of nice buns look. Yeah. And
1: I think it works. It really works. And mm. a colleague of mine pointed something out. They never do much with that kidney grill, but it's actually kind of pointed out. If you look at it from a side shot, it kind of goes out mm-hmm. like... Boobs, you could say. Was this your colleague Courtney?
2: that you were <laughs> yeah. talking about which, which colleague are we talking?
1: about? Rhonda Hamilton. Oh, Rhonda oh, Hamilton. Yes. Hello, Rhonda. She pointed it out. <laughs> yeah, help me, Rhonda. <laughs> help and, uh, me, Rhonda. Indeed. indeed. So, yeah. look, it's uh, it's a bit of a looker. You know, they keep saying it's just a concept, bloody blah. Might be just for China. Surely, we'll see well, this.
2: You know what? This more importantly, folks, this may point to a front drive one series replacement, yeah. encompassing the hatch. That as was well, only a matter of time. And really. the coupe, but which would be kind of heartbreaking mm. if you like your, you know, your. Soul C segment rear drive sports hatch. But then again, in this day and age, really, can do people even know which end of the car is being driven? Whether they've been taken. It's got
0: the right badge. As, it's know, a bit that way, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right.
2: Because I think most people prefer to be pulled than pushed. So that's what's going on <laughs> there, I think.
0: I think that's true. Yes.
1: I think you speak for everyone in this, <laughs> uh, this studio. It's true. Um, uh, really briefly, staying on China, uh, Geely, who own Volvo, Chinese carmaker, haven't had really any luck here, and I think I don't think they're selling cars here anymore. They might have stopped. I think they were only available in Western Australia. Anyway, blah-de-blah. Um, they are going full greeny. 90% hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and EV lineup by 2020, which is a bold, bold move. So, what was that percent again? 90. 90? 90. 90. XC 90% XC 90%, exactly wow. right And look, it's, it's a funny thing because I've been thinking about this a lot recently And there's a lot of, we, you know we all Because speak, she has no life It's true, <laughs> yes. i very dull we, we all speak to people from car makers And they always say the same thing about their hybrid lines and In Australia, and oh, there's no market for it here People don't want to buy hybrids If you just don't leave them any option They might buy hybrids well, this is the, the, that build it and they will come kind of mentality. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I feel like if you pushed hybrid onto an unsuspecting conservative Australia, I feel like they'd. I don't know. They'd work it out and go, yeah. "Oh yeah, well, it's fine." Look, it seems to work in California, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah. And and you know, even now that they've removed the tax incentive over there, everyone's still it's right. the mindset. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, and yeah. also and then the, you know, in in places like Australia, maybe the government will get on board with, you know, maybe incentivizing if they wanted to. to mm. Speaking of that tax incentive, if suddenly people looks it look like adopting hybrid and EV and hydrogen and all that other sort of technology yeah. that leads to the reduction and eventual elimination of fossil fuel motoring yeah. so I think it's a good thing and I think Tim and Matty you're, you, you're spot on you're on yeah, spot. That I
1: am. totally I'm would, very spotty. I'm yep. very spotty. Yep. Um, uh, just also a couple of uh, local things now. Do we know of Motor World Sydney, ladies and gentlemen? It's a, like a car show. It's like a an automotive extravaganza. It's not like the Australian International Motor Show. It's actually like a one of those, um, what's that word? It's an experiential kind of show. So you can go, you can drive these cars. Um, it was going to be held this month in Melbourne. That didn't happen. So they've, um, and the New South Wales government have actually poured a shed load of money into mm. this thing and so it's going to be held next November at Eastern Creek or whatever yep. it's called now yep. um, and you can go and drive cars and it's on a, a weekend. Track and it's all like a thing. weekend thing isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah exactly so Didn't we have one fairly recently? We did, that was the Australian Motoring Festival which was run by the RACV and, and the ACC, that's it yep. exactly right yep. and that, they will not be doing that again, that was yep. unsuccessful It was unsuccessful. What a yeah. shame. It, it is a shame yeah. but these, this mob, um, I spoke to them a little while ago, they, they seem to think they've got a Bit of a better business strategy of how to do it. Um, anyway, Honda are the first brand on board, so you can go and drive a CRV around a track if you like, or a Jazz, or There will be an NSX there. Will you be able to drive it? Probably not, but
2: it will be there. The world's longest gestating concept car. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was 2011 BC when we first (laughs) lay (laughs) eyes on that that little beauty. But hey, apparently it's worth it. Apparently it's awesome. Um, Have you checked the mail? I have not. uh, Yeah, well, we seem to have a letter from a
1: very regular... I see oh. that is
2: uh, Dan Gardner, hello. lovely
1: colleague. Hello there. Um, I'm trying to remember her <laughs> drag name. Well, hello oh, there, no, Extra Patty. Uh, Extra Patty. <laughs> Extra Patty. Um, in her MX5, driving along in an ND MX5 with the ROOP open, singing the, the roof open, the Roop open, hey. singing along to Tina. Could I get any gay out? Love you, people. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> such a I lovely... will not say the words that he well, put let, there. Well, let's just
0: hope he's driving around with his shirt off to match the topless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Well,
2: I'm all I sure can say is that Melbourne is all the richer for having uh, extra patty in <laughs> her MX5, MX5, showing, uh, showing her buns and the
1: and everything else that, yeah, that,
2: that might true.
1: that's true.
3: That's
1: yeah. true. Tim Byron and Maddie Booy here hanging uh, hanging out for the day. What a beautiful afternoon, guys! Oh, you know, absolutely. Whether you're listening in Melbourne or Tasmania, yay! Hi, Brian <laughs> yeah. Or wherever you are, or swanning around Melbourne in a, an MX5. We, uh, we hope you're having a fa- fabulous day. Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, some more news this week. Uh, in fact, today I saw this. So, BMW uh, in the United Kingdom have launched an online purchasing system for all of its cars. Um, now, apparently... All of their dealers, the entire dealer network in the UK, which is like 137 dealers or whatever, are on board with this. They're happy about it. They're supporting it. Um, And apparently you can buy a car in 10 minutes online. There you go. There's your 7 Series. You're kidding.
2: No. Does it give you any, any benefits, like any jump queues if you wanted to buy, I don't know, that, that magnificent oh. um, uh, X6 that you've always wanted? Like well, I like don't that?
1: think you would get further ahead, sadly, no. Have oh, yeah. I said a little bit of a dig at an X6 there, no. How dare you? How dare I? How dare you? Outrageous. Outrageous yeah. But it was, it's quite interesting. You can, um, yeah, you can, 10 minutes it takes. There's a configurator, so it's a bit more of a um, an advanced version of what you get in the dealers. Um and you've got you know access to somebody immediately as you're doing it that's on the 24 hours a day if you go, oh, I've done something, those geniuses. So like a messenger oh. service, straight away, like, oh, I've stuffed something up. I ordered the pink leather, not the mauve, oh, okay. for example. So can... Marguerite from Hamburg is probably on the other line <laughs> just waiting to, uh, to take your order. <laughs> she is. I know a Marguerite. She's not from Hamburg. She is from Canterbury. But oh. um, hello, Marguerite from <laughs> <to> Canterbury. <laughs> Um, and it's also tied in with Glasses who do the valuations and that kind of thing. So it's it's quite interesting that a company as big as BMW are doing this, and this is a test market thing Yeah, well. look,
0: I, I can see both sides of this. Like, mm. yeah,
1: sure, it's easier, and, you know, it is hard
0: to get to, to dealerships if you're busy, busy people. Yeah. But it's also taking away from that, you know, sitting and feeling and smelling and touching and, yep. and all that, you know, the good stuff about when you buy a car. Yeah, like, uh, It's an exciting experience going and buying a car. Totally. It's like, you know, it's like the way that um,
2: these uh, apps that make you meet people online, has taken away that experience as well of being right touching, the bar. feeling, and smelling. Yeah, no, <laughs> seriously, I absolutely. You know, I lament <laughs> being someone of um of gen generation x vintage uh they used to go at the bars and a fine and, and vintage a fine vintage. thank you that's me um you know i kind of think well there's probably something lost there and is that what you mean i think that's what you,
0: you know, mean yeah, yeah i do and and look but it also speaks of I, I think people a car's a commodity now it's just something to get yeah. you around they're, they're, they've lost that love of the car you're yeah. not so passionate about your car you're not even so passionate about driving anymore yeah and i think that's reflected you know this is a totally different subject, but the, the amount of young people not getting their licence. Mm. And it just speaks of, yeah, all right, look, fine, I want that badge, and that's the car that's going to get me from A to B, and that's as far as I care about it, and isn't it a nice colour?
1: But isn't it funny that people like us, obviously, this is our job, we're really interested in cars, the idea of purchasing a car without driving it, without, as you say, kind of feeling it. It freaks me out. I, I couldn't, like, I can't even do that with, I'm still a bit old school with clothes and that kind of thing. My partner and I are looking to buy a couch. You can go and do that online. How You don't know if it's, you know, you can fit two of you on it, spooning, and that, you know, you need to test these things out in the darn showroom. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. This kind of thing. But yeah. it's, it's interesting, because this week I... Um... She's
2: wearing a corset, by the way, so she's very <laughs> old-fashioned in the buying her clothes. Yes. very true.
1: Um, I was chatting to the, I think his name is Paul Harris, the Asia-Pacific um, uh, manager or whatever of Rolls-Royce um, motor cars. He was out here, absolutely. they were showing off their new Dawn. I had a look, at, a an eyeful of their Dawn. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Isn't it a place in Game of Thrones, Dawn? Probably. Yes, it's another one of the Is islands, it? I'm sure. Um, uh, listeners... Somebody will text you and tell us. Yeah. Yep. 0427 yep. Joy 949. Or just Thank to you. say hi and to say that yeah. you're listening and loving the show. And also text in if you if you would ever consider purchasing a car online without... You know... Now, Subaru Bears, yeah. Well, exactly. yeah, but Sorry, go on. Oh, well, no. So, the guy from Rolls-Royce was quite interesting because I think a brand like that, you're paying, you know, upwards of $600,000 for a car, he said it will never happen with them. He said it, that's initially where people get interested in Rolls, they'll look at something online, but he said you will always have that experience, and he used exactly those words. It was like you, you've got to smell and feel and touch it, and yeah. the thing is with a brand like that, if you don't have a deal in there, you... They'll come to you. You know what I mean? So it's... And, uh, yeah, for something like that, it's very different. I also think that there's probably
2: people out there thinking, well, hang on, the internet's been around for at least 20 years now. Mm. Surely, why hasn't someone done this a bit sooner? But there's been uh, little kind of, uh, you know, flashes of this sort of thing happening Mm. since probably the early 2000s, and it hasn't ever really taken off. I think you wouldn't buy a house online. I think the second biggest purchase you make, you know... Um, after that facelift that we're all going to get in <laughs> the next year, and that botox, you know, seriously, it would um, it would probably require the human touch. And,
0: and look, pulling on my. my- you know, blue singlet for a minute. Think of the jobs,
1: people. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Come Isn't on, he's literally wearing a His... blue singlet. <laughs> yeah, 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 and nothing else. Yes. yes. No, but that's that's also <laughs> yeah. a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you know it is kind of heading in that direction. Tesla. I mean, I can kind of get a company like Tesla doing it because it's such a disruptor. You hate that word so much. Um, okay. Um, no, no, like, <laughs> yeah. I know that that's what it is. But it, 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 sorry, I just I watched the um, unveiling of the or the reveal of the Model X live, the stream of that, and I just wanted to punch him Sweet in the heart. face.
2: That wasn't that wasn't the Model X. It <laughs> was something X. Something else X, <laughs> you were watching the... Um,
1: and that wasn't a reveal. That was just uh, an unbutton, really. I right, know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was very different. No, anyway, but the evangelical craziness of this... Um, car company from that Elon Musk is, is so similar to Apple and I find it a bit yes, but you yucky. know Henry Ford went through the
2: same adoration phase Henry watched... Ford
0: loved the internet <laughs> he, he did he was ahead of his time it was on um, top
2: of it. apparently he was uh, until he started spouting very um, racially dodgy things. and mm. But um, people used to love him in the same way, so nothing's new under the sun there, I think. But
1: Yeah, it's interesting. But, mm. um, yeah, let us know. Is that something you would consider, buying a car online like you'd buy that fabulous new Country Road shirt or whatever brand you choose? 0427JOY949 mm. or email on air at joy.org.au. We would very much love to hear your thoughts. Very soon, we are going to be speaking to the lovely James Cockington about his fabulous book, so make sure you stick around. The show is Fender Bender. I'm here with Byron and Matt. We are talking cars, and we are very lucky to have on the phone um, an author of the wonderful book uh, Turning Japanese, 50 Years of Japanese Motoring in Oz. James Cockington is on the line. James, are you there?
3: Yes, I am. How are you going? We're very well. How are you? Fantastic.
1: Fantastic fabulous 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 um, now you've uh, you've this this book is out now it's very exciting it's a it's a pretty interesting kind of uh, a topic you've you've got here what what uh, got you to this point why did you decide to write a book about uh, Japanese motoring in Australia
3: well about five years ago I noticed that um, quite a few very young men usually on pea plates were driving around in these these um, Slightly modified uh, Toyota Cressidas and exciting stuff like that. And I have to admit, I thought they were pretty cool, these cars. They usually have white wall tyres. Uh, they have to have a Venetian in the back, in the rear window. Slightly lowered, but uh, very tastefully done. And there were you know, exotic cars like 1967 Toyota Corollas driving around. So I thought, you know, this is obviously a bit of a fad. Mm. And then I uh, realized that it was quite a big thing, this uh, buying an old Japanese car, Mm. restoring it, maybe modifying it a little. And I suddenly realized um, these were pretty cool cars.
2: Um, James, you're speaking to Byron here as well. Hello. Um, no hi. Um, that's really interesting. Uh, you uh, obviously would have uh, uh, kind of witnessed quite a lot of the, uh, the the growth and the acceptance of Japanese cars um, over you know over the last uh, few decades, really over you know since the seventies and eighties, as I have. Yeah. Um, and do you think that maybe? Uh, they've come to the point where people now look at these cars with exactly the same sort of affection that they would with uh, maybe you know Holden FJs of the you know of the generation before and you know and that sort of thing or
3: Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And I mean I'm uh, in my sixties now, but I, I can remember growing up and Japanese cars were definitely exotic to me. Mhm. My my dad, who was in World War Two, might have thought differently. Yep, yep. And um, but I found them really exciting things like the first uh, Honda sports car that came here, the S six
2: hundred. S six hundred. Yeah, of course. I mean that was uh, that was an amazing feat, wasn't it? That they managed to turn Australians, um, you know, who uh, a generation that um, that had you know, experience World War Two just 20 years later, uh, the, the way they managed to slowly but surely, but in a systematic way, you know, turn uh, that kind of doubt around and uh, for, for Australians to embrace the Japanese cars, hey?
3: Yeah, when I, when I was growing up, the only Japanese uh, things that you could buy seemed to be transistor radios, and then suddenly these cars came in, and... By the mid-60s, they were actually uh, assembling them in Port Melbourne, I think. That's right, by
2: AMI, yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah.
3: and um, uh, at first we tended to uh, dismiss them, but gradually, like when they started racing at Mount Panorama, you suddenly realised, hey, these cars are pretty good, Um, and by the time the one that did it for me was the Datsun 240Z. I just saw that, and
2: oh, the classic twenty-four ounce. Was that what was your first Japanese car? The James. Um,
3: uh, I had a Datsun twelve hundred. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I think I swapped for a Volkswagen or something. But uh, the first uh, kind of serious one I actually bought was a um, Mazda RX two. Capella. Yep,
2: yep. An absolute uh, collectible nowadays as well. Yeah. Yeah. You wish you Um, hung on to that
3: one. (laughs) And uh, you see quite a few of those around um, the Mazda R100, the first rotary Mm -hmm. they introduced here. But, uh, yeah, quite a few of them are classics now. Uh, you, You might know more about which ones to buy than me.
2: Well, uh, there's the the fact is that the Japanese cars have now become so entrenched in um, Australian motoring. I mean, the the best, the biggest selling privately brought brand, as you know, is Mazda, and Toyota's right up there as well. And yeah. Nissan, and Mitsubishi yeah. have, have, have just been constants. Do you think that? Yeah. Um, do you think that this will continue, or do you think that maybe uh, with the rise of the Chinese brands and the Koreans are very established now in this market as well that Japan's former glory may never be repeated.
3: Oh, I, I think uh, the the um, other Asian brands will will take over gradually, mm-hmm. but, but also we have you know the Germans, and the Swedish, and I think it's more a case of people people here have virtually bought every holden Monaro that ever was including some that have <laughs> been been uh, uh, tripped up out of parts mm-hmm. and they're out of the range of a lot of people so my feeling is that the uh, the next generation of car freaks will will uh, move over to Japanese and then probably over to other stuff like early Evolve is probably have yeah. a bit
2: of can cachet. you um James can you identify maybe for us um do you have any um hints and tips as to what you know people should look out for in terms of what might be a future classic?
3: Um the the I am not really an expert on, on what will become classics mm-hmm. but um, obviously uh the uh, Mitsubishis of the 80s, yep. um, and people are already buying them. Even the, the Magnas, I've noticed a few of them have been... Uh,
2: oh, I absolutely agree with you. Magna Rally Arts and the Magna All-Wheel Drive. These cars, yeah. they're, they're, I, I think that they are absolutely at, uh, at the um, at the depth of their values and people, particularly as Australian manufacturing, uh, car manufacturing Whole car manufacturing winds down from next year; uh, those cars, I think, will shoot through the roof. So that's your spot on there, I think, James. Yeah, yeah.
3: And uh, the um, you know, especially the early Mitsubishi Turbos, uh, I can see those just going through the roof in terms of uh, you know value.
1: Mm. Um. In terms of uh, the book, James, as well, do you touch on any uh, much of the motorsport history in Australia with the Japanese cars? Obviously, the, uh, the Nissan GTRs, the Godzillas of the, uh, the 80s and 90s were were uh, quite a controversial period. Do you touch on that in the book?
3: Yeah, I do. I, I have access to the, the archives of a magazine called uh, Racing Car News, which was very big when I was growing up, and that's where I got most of the photos, but also the original track tests so uh what interested me was they were doing um a track test of uh, say the early uh that's in 1600 and they did it on a race race track surface i think it was and they they seemed to be really surprised about how good these cars were this was 68 or something.
2: Yeah, that was very much the um, the beginning, I think, of uh, Japanese cars becoming very respectable in Australia, um, mm. with the independent suspension and the overhead cam engine. And I mean, nowadays, that's in sixteen hundreds uh, in original condition are worth as much as maybe Kingswoods and Falcons and Valiants from that period as well. So, your again, your your insight is extremely pertinent and and spot on. Yeah, and this.
3: This will just um, take off, I guess, until they actually run out of cars to restore. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Will will probably happen within three, four years. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I also like the really odd cars, like uh, uh, one of my favourites is the Honda, Honda Z, the Zot, oh. which was, uh, I can remember... Uh, um, probably too tall to fit in one these days, but I can remember, remember being passenger in these little uh, rocket ships. And, yeah. uh, L- little sub-Civic
2: um, cars from the early 70s or very late 60s. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, well, James, I think that's about all we've got time for today, but uh, the book is out now, I believe. Is that right?
3: Yeah, it should be available anywhere, basically. Fabulous.
1: Yeah, anyone who's got uh, even a vague interest in Japanese automotive, particularly uh, its relationship to Australia, get out and check out Turning Japanese, 50 years of Japanese motoring in Oz. James Covington, thank you so much for your time today. Much appreciated. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. It was very interesting. Thank you. Interesting. Bye. This is Fender Bender on Joy ninety four point nine. We've got lots more coming up. Stick around. Joy nine four nine. Hi, this is Kylie Minogue, and you're listening to Joy ninety four point nine. Damn straight, Kylie. Thank you, Kylie. We'll see you next week, Kylie. Um, <laughs> my God, she's so busy, but she manages to just like hang out with us for like five seconds a yeah,
2: week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one coffee, please. <laughs> <Yes. You've> Gotta <laughs> admire her dedication. I yes. know, right? She's
1: yeah. uh, she's very gifted. Yeah. Um. Uh. Now, Maddie, Booy. Yeah. Every time I say that, now I feel like I'm saying savvy be in my head, so I'm going to stop saying it like that. Um, you were in La La Land recently, oh, yes. I believe. Yeah, yes. and, and not only was
0: it a um, surprisingly good little show, actually. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, there was so much more going on than I thought there was going to be. Everyone sort of tries to dull down the LA show and says, you know, it's a bit boring, it's a bit of a small show, nothing ever happens. It was actually really good. Mm. Um, yeah, busy. But, well, there was 50 reveals. Like, right. On. What, 50? 50.
1: And that was just mad in the toilet.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, <my laughs>
1: Sorry. Um, yes.
0: But of course, I went over there to drive the new Mazda CX9, um, which was just a little bit exciting. And it's also a bit of a, a milestone car for Mazda because it represents a step away from their partnership with Ford, or the final step away, really. Mm. Um, Passenger cars, we should say, obviously. There's, of course, the BT50 and the Ranger. But, um, yeah, it was off the old Ford Edge platform and also had a Ford 3.7 V6 previously. Oh, yes. It's all Mazda, and it's the final Kodo passenger car, which is their design language, of course. That's right. And it's also the final um, Skyactiv engine, um, You know, the seventh car to get the Skyactiv engine. Mm. So that was really interesting Mm. because... It's a turbocharged version of the 2.5 litre that you might find in the SP25 and the CX5 and, and that sort
1: of thing. It's in the 6, is it, in the 6 as yeah, well? Yeah, but,
0: but it's a, a very interesting take on a turbo petrol engine in that it feels a lot like a turbo diesel engine, which might sound uh-huh. really strange, but they've done that very much on purpose... Because, and this sounds a little bit creepy, they <laughs> followed a lot of mums around driving SUVs to see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How that creepy is, is this? They are, they are fed income about this. Followed a lot of mums around driving to see how they use the car and, you know, what, what sort of range it's driven in. And they found that a lot of people don't get over 3,000 RPM. So they figured, well, why don't we just tune the engine to develop all of its power around, you know, the area that most people are going to use the car. Mm. And, and Aussies haven't.
2: will love that, won't they? Well... We all talk.
0: Of course, we all need bigger and bigger and bigger everything. <laughs> it it is a great car to drive, and it does feel rather turbo-diesel-esque when you're just putting around, but if you give it a bit, it, mm. it actually sings. It's actually quite rorty, and it gets along oh. just fine, and it actually handles... Really well for a big car
1: because it's still a big car,
0: right? It's a big car. Yeah. It's it's you know if you imagine a Hyundai Santa Fe or a Toyota Kluger, something of that size, you're in the right ballpark. But it weighs a lot less, doesn't it? It weighs around hundred kilos less, so it's not it's not a huge drop. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 in keeping with SkyActive Body and SkyActive Transmission, and Sky Active everything yeah. else. They, they've yeah. tried sorry, this gram strategy they speak of. They've, they've shaved weight out of everywhere that they possibly can. Um, so it, it actually feels, you know, surprising. I, know I found myself sounding silly saying this, but quite well balanced and quite dynamic when you get out and start flicking it around. And you have to sort of remind yourself that, hey, I'm in a big seven seater here. Yeah. This, is, um, this is quite an incredible feat.
2: Well, that's, that's really strange because I felt that way nine years ago when I first drove the CX-7. Which ah. I thought would, was a better name for a seven seater from Esa than CX9. Yeah. Just quite. You can't only. fit
1: nine people in there, Mazda. <laughs> you <Yeah.
2: laughs> can't do that, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it sounds like that they've probably rediscovered that kind of CX7 formula in because the CX7 is bigger than the or was bigger than the CX5. That's that, right. It, yeah. that, well, that replaced it. So, um, so it looks like that they really have um, that Mazda Mojo now extends
0: right up the range.
2: Yeah, to, which to is
0: the, absolutely terrific mm. because, you know, look, you, you don't want to get in something and it's just to be boring and you hate driving it and, you know, yeah. you want to leave it at home on the weekends. Mm. This is the sort of car that I think, you know, dad's going to pinch it and throw the golf clubs in the back and nick off on a
1: Saturday yeah, morning yeah. and actually really have a bit of fun with it. Did and, you did you drive at any point with anyone, like many other people or stuff in it? This was the issue. We only drove yeah. it with three people on right. board.
0: Um, so. Perhaps once you do load it up with, you know, seven people in their yeah. shackles and get out on the highway, yeah, okay, maybe you are going to feel it. Right. But, you know, once you dump the kids off at of school <laughs> and you're heading out to your Pilates yeah. class. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's what there she's go. up to. Yeah she, she yeah, she can have some fun. Now, does it tow? Well, it still tow. It does still tow. They haven't upped the tow rating at yeah, all well, from the previous not. model. Yeah. And it's only two tonnes. So, look, you know, if you're going to tow, you're probably going mm. to want to look at Something a little bit bigger, and and that's something where they may fall down right. against some of their rivals. But look, how many of them do you see hooked up to a trailer
2: uh, these days? My drag, um, my drag queen friend um, Camilla Toe can
1: possibly um, she'd be inter- interested in that. I'm going to recommend really? it. Yes. Really, yes, mm. But it's interesting they've got you know that's really kind of finalised their SUV lineup. Well, well, not not necessarily finalised. Well, not
0: necessarily. We did have a little bit of a chat about that too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and. Interestingly, we're speaking about the, the KORU concept, of course, mm. which is looking like becoming a CX6, perhaps, and, and not a replacement to the CX7. Ah. So, sitting just a little bit above the CX5. Right, and that's interesting. the interesting part of that was that they said it's not so much that they don't want to do it, it's a production capacity issue. And they are just so hard up against it now, trying to keep CX3s coming yeah, out, the, yeah. oh, CX3, CX5, CX9 now, coming yeah. out the door that adding one more into the mix means we may have to build a new factory. Wow.
2: And, you know, uh, for us who've been reporting on the, the car world for a number of years yeah. now, um, Mazda was right up against the wall in 2010, 2011, like before mm. the CX-5 came in with the new Active stuff mm. to basically save their bacon. And now for them to be um, in this great situation yeah. where they, uh, they can't make enough of their cars it's, it's fantastic yeah, he's great. It's pretty ma- started, And especially you
0: when you look at a lot of the other Jap- Japanese manufacturers that really really struggled after GFC and they're yeah. still struggling to come yeah. back um, it's really nice to see Mazda just doing so well. So, and building
1: cars that are really enjoyable to drive, which as some of those other competitors haven't really managed to get back on the feet to do. They might be building solid cars. We won't name names, but we can probably think of a few. Um, but they're just not as exciting and I think as it's Mazda. A, yeah,
0: is. and I think it's a styling issue too. Like you, you don't want to be seen in something that looks like yesterday's news. You don't want to, you know, be in just some tarted up version of the last generation car. You want something that's all new mm. and a bit snazzy when yeah. you're, you know, paying that kind of money.
1: Exactly. Go Mazda. And of course, uh, the uh, MX5 has been a runaway hit, which brings me, ladies and gentlemen, on to my next point. Oh uh, my of course, God. we are talking about the raddest Favourite car of the kind. years. I yeah. thought you were going to go, you were going to talk about running away there. Oh,
2: no. well, I might. Yes. I might. I in an MX5 careful. with Dan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, look, it is uh, Raddest Car time of the year. We are not going to announce it this week. It will be next week. We are taking a small hiatus, uh, dear listeners, um, uh, just for, well, I'm not sure, but we are taking hiatus, and uh, so next week's our last show for a while, and we're going to announce the uh, Raddest Car of the Year awards. And there's a few categories, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to go through them right now as soon as I find them on my little bit of paper. Well, well, while you look for them. I found them. Oh, you found them. No, 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 that's right. But, okay, go ahead. Okay, all right. So, categories include overall raddest car. Mm -hmm. We have the plain Jane slash WTF award. So, that's for your car that's either really dull and why is it there or so ugly you just want to slap it in the face a little bit. We also have the sexiest car, which is always a fun one. Most improved I already know what I'm going to vote for for that. Oh, there's quite a few. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. And Best Bargain. Mm-hmm. We used to do underrated, but um, there's just too many and we don't have time. So, um, there's quite a few there. Now, guys, It's it's been a, a, an interesting year, automotively. Um, uh, lots of different trends and that kind of thing happening. And and I, I, I suspect the Mazda yes. MX-5 is going to be yeah. a big one next week. But, you know, I don't know. We haven't decided that yet. But um, we, we've just seen, I think, next week, uh, people will be able to start talking about the 2-litre version, Matty. B. Yeah,
0: well, we, could, we can sort of talk about, you know, power, outputs and price and that yeah. sort of thing. But we... we Unfortunately, uh, uh, under embargo and can't talk about Mm. how it drives until Tuesday. Um, But look, 20% more power is nothing to sneeze at and um, it's not that much more expensive. It's it's like optioning right. an automatic transmission to get yeah. a whole bigger engine. So $2,500 more mm. to get a 2 litre across the board yeah. it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. But
2: so. I mean the, the questions remain does it um, affect the balance? Does it, you know, all these things you can't talk about but so that's why you should <laughs> if you, you should, you must listen next week yeah. to find yeah. you know, Absolutely. What, what the deal it, is. It,
0: it is a really interesting situation mm. actually and there's a lot more to it than simply plonking more power into the car yeah, so yeah. yes, do tune in.
1: Yeah. Do you boys have a uh, have there been a few cars a couple of cars anything that's really struck you this year that's really kind of changed things up um or or something that you've just fallen completely head over heels in love with
0: well look this is it sounds like i'm being paid by bloody mazda (laughs) i fell in love with the little 1.5 base model roadster mx5 like back to a cloth roof back to a lightweight little fun car that's Mm. actually fun to get in and just you know just rev it just rev it and drive it really hard it it's really what that car should be about. Mm. And I'm so glad that somebody has finally returned to that recipe because, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been missing for a while.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got to say that uh, I completely agree with you, Maddie. That is spot on. However, Ooh. I kind of expected. Mazda to come up something and let's face it all MX-5s have been pretty special there's never really been a dud MX-5 except maybe the folding hard top one mm. but in automatic form although <laughs> but even that is still a great car and good on you Mazda for sticking with this yeah, formula yeah However, the big surprise for me this year and this, are you guys sitting down, are, are, are girls sitting down, are people sitting down? Oh, God, I think I'm going to say. Brace wait yourself. For it, wait Do you for really? It. Uh, no, I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> because I, well, I wasn't in love with the styling when I first saw it unveiled in September last year in 2014. But when I got into behind the wheel of the Jaguar XE, it oh. blew my mind. At last, The socks were blown off. They were those stockings. Uh, they, they were they they just kept ripping. Can I say that the Jaguar XE drives the way that people who used to drive and buy BMW 3 Series in the 80s and 90s, that pure sports sedan, that kind of. Absolute driving pleasure mm. it, it just It just taps into that You, you wouldn't say Ultimate
1: driving machine Oh like no i would be sued
2: by uh, Bavarian Motorworks But it is it's, For me That's been the surprise Of the year Interesting Jaguar Any particular X-E. Variant Like the S The one with the sexy V6 engine? No or no, or no no Look I think that's That's a really good one But it's not the best For me Either the 2 litre Or 2.5T ah. and, But then the diesel, diesel. Is awesome yeah, as well The diesel's The, the best the, oh, yeah. Folks the <laughs> best like diesel This is a new generation diesel Never before seen
1: anywhere yeah. until this Jaguar XC came out. Ingenium, so that's that right. Sexy. Sounds I know. like a Bond yeah. villain. They, it is. <laughs> They've got a, so, so these car makers call the, their engine silly names. This one is
2: the Ingenium. Ingenium. that's right. And let me tell you, if you are in the market for a sports sedan with a diesel engine, you've got to check out the XE. But even if you wanted a, tur- a turbo petrol, it's a
1: sweetheart. Yeah. You are. Oh, oh, gosh, shucks. Oh, and you. on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we do have uh, to come to the end of the show. So uh, Byron M, Maddie B, thank you both so much for coming Very in. Very well, oh, Thank you for having me. It's and been a. Um, and we will hopefully see you very soon of course Um, dear listener do stick around though of course we've got the fabulous Hannah is up next with cute she's extremely cute and wonderful and amazing and very gifted Um, we will be back next week again it is for our very 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 last show um, uh, for a while so uh, please stick around and you will be hearing the winner's and losers of the Fender Bender Radist Car of the Year awards. Uh, that's about it. Uh, my name is Tim Nicholson signing off for another week. Safe driving. This has been a Fender Bender podcast for JOY 94.9, Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station.
0: See joy.org.au for more details.
1: Thanks for listening to another JOY podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA
0: plus community media organisation, JOY.